Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. We are the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre category. This round's category is My Face on the $1 Bill, and this week's pick is Old Henry from 2021, directed by Patsy Ponceroli. And uh, it's an old Western flick. And it has old guys riding horses and doing all sorts of cool shit. And uh, I'm here, your host, Dan, Laundry Dan, as always. And I'm here with uh, my two great co-hosts, as usual, uh, the normal Bones and the slightly normal Karan. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, this is this is take two of the intro. I'm glad to see that Bones' piece did not improve from take one. I was trying to keep it even, you know. Uh, Dan, can you name a few more things this movie has that makes it a Western? Um, it has farmhouses and uh, pigs. Okay. Revolvers. Mm-hmm. Beautiful looking satchels. Mm-hmm. Nice satchels, uh, some great, uh, uh, what do you call those, suspenders? Yep, some high-waisted pants. Yeah. Rough. Set back in the time quote, of cowboys. Quote, quote in the Bible. Rough wool clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unshaven greasy, greasy, matted hair. Mm-hmm. The look is whittling. all there. I will say that. The looks yep. are all there. <clears throat> but yeah, we're we're doing uh, my face on the one dollar bill. Uh, Bones cur- curated this category. It's all about finding cash or getting cash or you know money, money over everything. Just going out and getting that money, bank robbing, whatever you can do. Uh, a Ponzi scheme uh, or a what do they call those? A triangle or a pyramid scheme? Yeah, triangle. Yeah, you worked triangle. it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just throwing out some ideas for Quran for. Uh, yeah. Next week's pick. Last week we did a uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Uh, check that out. It's a good episode. Good movie. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. Clint you East. notice there's not a lot of movies about guys doing podcasts to get rich. It's it's too How far new away? of a too new too of a new? medium, dude. <laughs> eh, I'm sure next year we'll get like the Joe Rogan story. It'll be riveting. He'll get an Oscar. Why not? Joe Rogan plays Joe Rogan. Oh, of no. course. He it couldn't let get, anybody pay him. It'll get snubbed at the Oscars, and this will prompt the alt-right to create their Oscars. own like, Oscars. I'm sure they already have that, right? Like, God's Not Dead, you know, one of those pictures 10 years in a row. Yeah, yo, yo, my name's Kid Rock, and I just want to thank y'all for going to swept this shit tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank I'm not you. supporting Jack Daniels because I got my own American badass whiskey. Go out and buy it. Thank you for this statue of a bronze M16. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. We we go now to a satellite feed of Kevin Sorbo <laughs> accepting his 16th award. I know we've gotten a lot of them, but I would just like everybody to bow their heads and join me in prayer right now. <laughs> Uh, all of us fellers here at Duck Dynasty want to thank 
everybody out there at the Academy for um, sweeping tonight. Uh, best actor in every every category for TV. We only show up. Love you. Praise Jesus. And now to explain the importance of CrossFit over masks, Marjorie Taylor Greene will <laughs> do a few power cleans. I'd watch this show. Yeah, I'd, I'm, I'd DVR it. Dude, that that most recent Kid Rock video, that really is the spirit animal of our podcast. Like, It's a lot. We should just play that on a loop and put our audio over it. I think it would line up perfect. Yeah, totally sync up. <laughs> Be like the, the Wizard of Oz and Dark, Dark Side, Side of the, the Moon. Moon. Mm-hmm. Jeez. You're, we're dropping listeners, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I think the only people making money anymore are the fucking conservative creators. Should we just do... I got an idea for a category. And now, sadly, our in memoriam honoring... Ashley all the, Babbitt. All the fallen soldiers from the insurrection... <laughs> And after that, Kid Rock will uh, introduce the new national anthem. <laughs> anyway, we could go on forever about that uh, great bit. Um, but yeah, let's get into old Henry, guys. Did you? Uh, what? What are, what are your first thoughts? It's a pretty classic western here. You know, pretty. Uh, my parents would watch this. I'll say that. I think this is something I'll recommend to my my parents. Maybe the first movie we've watched so far that I would have them check out. I was aware of this like in passing, you know, flipping through Apple TV or whatever. It's popped up over the last year. And then I know it was at some of the festivals and shit last year. But honestly, I don't know how much do you think COVID affected its release and popularity. I mean... I don't really feel like this is a movie that gets traction much anymore. Yeah, I got some box office numbers. Uh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, I think it's kind of in the, like, I feel like Westerns now are, like, uh, only made by indie filmmakers. Like, no studio since maybe... I mean, what was the last big Western? True Grit, maybe? That was like a like everybody went and saw it? I mean, No Country, right? That's a Western. That's not really a Western. Yeah. That's like I, modern day. I understand what you're saying, but I... I mean, I, they did the remake of The Magnificent Seven. It was not Magnificent. I think that was before True Grit, wasn't it? True Grit was like 2012, right? I think it was after, yeah. Because it was... That was also the Coens, though. Yeah. True Grit was before Chris Pratt took over everything. Mm Mm-hmm. He would be at that uh, award show as well. He he would only do like a 30-second video thing. Yeah. I'm here, but I'm not here. He would Joe Rogan that shit. <laughs> Play that line. <laughs> I will 
This is the type of movie that I miss going to see in a theater, though. Like, I, I kind of miss going and watching, like, an hour and a half, hour 40 sort of thinker, you know, that kind of builds up, and then you're good. You know, something that's not necessarily super loud, but it, in the theater to get engrossed, because now you're really only watching these at home, and you've got all the distractions and shit. I think if it wasn't a global pandemic, this would probably, this would, I thought, I think it would do very well. I don't know. Man. Who's going out to see Westerns, though? Yeah. Older dude. We just recommended this for our dads. Yeah. Dude, the, dad. last, the last movie my dad saw in a movie theater was The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Jesus. And it was a Mel Gibson film. I think before that was Titanic. So this guy sees a movie every 15 years. You know what? You need to take your pops to the movies, Karan. He don't want to go. Too bad. You tell him you're taking him to the Lowe's and just go to the movies. Yeah, my, my dad he wants nothing to do with all of the other people going to the movies. He's like me. Boats, Much I less think- the like. I think the first and only movie I ever seen with your dad was the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> yeah, you watched more of it with him than I did since I left. I don't know, dude. He might... I don't know. They might have came... For, I don't know. That's the only one I could remember. Yeah, that was a huge family event. My mom was so excited. <laughs> About 20 minutes in, I was like, this is making me too nauseous and uncomfortable. I can't watch this. I'll watch it later. I think the last movie I went and seen with my parents was, uh, what's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Is he's the camera guy? Nightcrawler. Yeah, we went and watched that. Well, that's a great one to watch with your family. Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody thought it was pretty decent. <clears throat> we used to go to movies. I don't. Well, yeah, I have fucking children now, so I don't go anywhere. All right, gentlemen, I know you're not going to expose uh, too much here from old Henry. Kron, do you have anything else to add on old Henry before we uh, crack into it? No, man. I, I think uh, I do think it's weird that only indie filmmakers make westerns. I also I think mean, it's weird that you kind of, you know, poo-pooed Clint Eastwood on our last episode, but you come back and pick a movie he probably would have made in... The late seventies. <laughs> Did you just say I poo pooed Clint? I didn't poo poo Clint Eastwood. Yeah, dude, you poo pooed him. <laughs> no, I did not. I just said I know what I'm getting every time I see that Clint Eastwood is in a movie. That's all I said. You said he was an ugly fucker, and that <laughs> he made he made ugly faces while he fucked. Mm-hmm. I think that just made him uncomfortable, and he was like, "Do we really have? It's like, do we really have to have this in here?" We didn't know where that woman came from. She could have been unclean. Yeah, well, he shouldn't have fucked her then. Or made love you, to her. You understand how that works. Dude, it was the swinging 70s. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. All right, ladies and gentlemen, old Henry from 2001. Or 2001. 2021. Fuck. It's uh, available wherever you can purchase or rent movies streaming-wise. Uh, I believe it's three ninety nine. Did anybody else pay? I mean, I paid 
twice that, but uh, anybody else uh, find it cheaper? Like to help no. out our listeners? No? No. Yeah, if you go to russian-movies-downloads.biz. That's one thing I was going to say. I've noticed we've had a little more international um, play. Yeah. Uh, oh. I don't have any idea where you guys get your movies. So you said you said dot biz, and that's what I always forget. I do yeah. dot org, and then all of a sudden I'm getting messages about the single women in my area. So okay, yeah, dot biz. You go to dot biz. You you download a huge package that runs in the background. Your movie just plays right on top of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did love the screenshot of our turkey stats. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Turkey. We're beating, beating some bigger shows in Turkey. Yeah, I laughed for like three minutes on that whenever Kron wrote that. <laughs> I, well, I got another email one time from that website that said we were like number 89 or something on... I think it was New Zealand or some shit's charts. So I looked it up and like... We were nowhere to be found. <clears throat> so I got this one and I was like, all right, let me, I was like, this got to not be true. And sure enough, there it was right. Number two. I was like, all right, maybe we're going to be like a, like one of those bands that is, you know, languishes in obscurity in their home country, but then mm-hmm. they're like Huge. number one in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Like, was it waiting for sugar man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told Rach, I was like, uh, I might have to be going to Turkey for a tour here, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hit Turkey, New Zealand. Iran. Yeah. So uh, thanks for the downloads, and uh, we love all of you guys. Whatever you do, whatever you believe, we don't care. Do what you do. As long as you download the podcast, we don't go fuck. <clears throat> Gentlemen, we open up quickly. With a shot of a man standing in the middle of the woods. He's kind of listening here. He's got a gun in his hand, of course, because it's the Old West. Uh, We're hearing horses approach. This dude takes off running. In the distance there, we can see three horsemen coming on up. They missed a chance here for four horsemen of the apocalypse, if you ask me. Um... This man runs through the woods and starts to exchange fire with the three horsemen. Keeps running. Um, We do notice a branding on his hand as he is shooting at these three gentlemen on horseback. He kind of like takes cover and then immediately gives his cover up. Mm -hmm. Well, three are bearing down on you, Kron. I mean, you got to keep moving. If he, if my thing is like I'm gonna go find some place to hide and lay low, like I don't know if I'd instantly jump up and shoot at somebody. I mean, he could have hid the whole time and not even fired, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he could have, but we okay. find out that I got th- you. Then. This dude's one hell of a tracker. Track of fish and running water. All right, so we he gets out to a, uh, I guess a wheat field clearing or some sort of field. Uh, these three guys, one hands over the long rifle there, 
<clears throat> and uh, shoots him right in the back. Uh, Karan, did you notice a big mistake here that this guy uh, wasn't wasn't doing? Yeah, zigzag, I, man. I don't know how many times I gotta say it. <laughs> if if someone's trying to shoot you while you're running, throw a zigzag in there. I mean, Make him move a, the gun. This is a list that is just making we we have not had any good. I guess uh, Jaguar Paul did. Yeah, we can make a list of uh, no zigzags, Sly Stallone's Playgirl, and hot dog movies. Did you say Playgore? <laughs> we could have, I mean, that would have been a cool thing to have done on Letterboxd HQ, but since we... We still got time. We still got a few months. <laughs> All right, so these three men, uh, they show... Uh, they follow uh, this victim down there. <clears throat> they all appear, or they all are wearing badges of some sort. They look like they're lawmen. Uh, they proceed down the hill. This is uh, Mr. Stephen Dorff's character. His name's Ketchum. It's pretty good, right? Ketchum. Get it? That is a little on the nose. All right. Uh, he starts to question the injured man. Uh... He asked, where'd he get to? Injured man says, I don't know. Uh, Dorf dishes out some punishment by stomping on the uh, hurt leg that he has. Pretty uh, pretty brutal there, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he gives him a good 15 stomps. I mean... It's a mm-hmm. nice... It's a nice... Let you know I'm here. In uh, Western terms, you'd say he gave him a good what for. A good what for? Mm-hmm. I, was gonna, I thought you said I was going to say lashing, but <clears throat> that might be something else. Um, so he's hurt. Uh, Dorf here, he pretty much says, get the rope. Uh, we cut to the guy being drugged from uh, through the field by a horse with a noose around his neck. Uh, he finally admits the injured man does that uh whoever they're looking for here has headed east towards the indian territory and uh, he's not in good shape whoever it is uh dorf says he believes him ketchum does as i should say uh ketchum stops and finds a piece of wood in the middle of the field here which we could have done without i thought no it's good this is important <clears throat> one thing Oh, he ties no, it. it. It helps. It, I, I think it's a good character thing. It gives him something to do. It amplifies his. Uh, he, he does use it throughout, though. Yes, it it helps. I think it shows like how meditative and like thoughtful he is. Like it helps amplify that because later on, when everybody else is like, "Let's go," or the one dude's like, "Let's go," you know, he's he's can be patient he can see what's the fucking michelangelo an, thing you know is an inkling yeah you see the the statue in the marble right you don't make the statue out of the marble. whatever the whole fucking thing is our local uh, art historian here bones Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm all fucked up because ever since you said he starts getting dragged by the horse, I started singing to myself. I've been dragged through a field yeah. by, a, by horse a horse with no name. Yeah, I was like, how do I make that work? Well, technically, we do not know the name of that horse, mm-hmm. so it's true. Yeah, 
365 uh, degrees here on uh, the Five Day Rentals podcast, listeners. Yeah, that's a full turn plus a little more. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> we pull out more than we have to, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is a great movie to really that I think brings us out with our Midwestern, uh, you know, draws here that uh, all of us kind of have, you know? We don't have to feel bad about it this time around. Hell no, dude. So get all into it, boys. Y'all do what y'all are going to do because y'all know how we were born and raised. Well, where does this movie take place? We're getting there, Karan. Relax. Bones is uh, home state there. Ketchum says uh, that he's violated what I think is right. Uh, Our victim here, he's pretty much just say, cut me loose, cut me loose, come on. Uh, Ketchum starts choking him. Uh, Then we cut to the injured man hanging from one of the trees and the three horsemen just uh, taking off there. This is where our title comes in, Old Henry, if you guys were aware. When he chokes this guy out, this is I have this problem with a lot of modern stuff now. They amplify the score to make it sort of like bomb. Like tits. as he starts Yeah, to choke bah. him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite Nolan esque, but it's enough to make me think like this would hit me harder if there wasn't that amp you know, like just let I me hear the, the the choking, you know, like there are a few points during this movie as well that they do it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think it's it's against what like other senses of the movie, if that makes sense. For it being a slow, contemplative build-up to have those things, I think. And that maybe they do that purposely to sort of shock you back into it, but I don't think you need it. Keep you interested. Uh, we got to... Uh some shots here of some fields and through some panning shots and shit like that. We got a voiceover of our main character, Henry here. Uh, it can be hard to tell who and what a man is. He's got the mind to convince you otherwise. What a man is. If he's got the mind to convince you otherwise, my people were from New York where I was born by the time I was three We'd made it to Coffeeville, Kansas, Arizona, New Mexico, and then Mexico. I was in Mexico for a proper time. I've tried my hand at many a vocation, some more marginal than others. Panning shots of uh, the old farmhouse that we have here. Uh, We also got a graveyard that reads Mary Hobbs McCarty, 1863 to 1896. Henry's voice over here says, Finally, I settled on the life of a farmer, which is what I am. Uh, we get some title here that says we're in the Oklahoma Territory in 1906, Cron. Well, how big was that territory? Uh, this is like, the days. Like this, and there was like this little part that came out like this. Hey, you look at the Louisiana Purchase, it's like 12 states, dude. <laughs> This is just Oklahoma, dude. How big was Oklahoma back in the day is what I'm asking. If you're looking at Oklahoma, which is a hatchet, right? You got the line and comes down so you can hold it. Or a chicken wing, whatever you want to do. We're kind of right in the middle there of the hatchet part. 
Oh, uh, you're you're saying Oklahoma was smaller back in the day? I don't know how fucking big Oklahoma was. They had to be. Well, I it's guess pretty, he was. I'm pretty sure it was, was comparable to what it is now. Yeah. There I mean, might be some adjustments, but Texas was pretty fucking big. And by this point. Some like, adjustments being made probably from slavery, I'm sure. Yeah. Like all the other states. Yes but, or no. That wasn't a question. It was some counties were slaves, so that changed borders. That's why Mis- that's why Missouri has that little bleep at the end. I bet Oklahoma was big as hell back in the day, dude. And this was where they were giving out land, and if you could fucking make it happen for a year, they'd give it to you. Nineteen hundred, early nineteen hundreds. All right, we cut to Henry and son, and we got Uncle Al. They're all digging a fucking ditch here for some fucking reason that's never explained. It looks like some terrible work. I think um, they were. I think they were digging up the stones. Okay. Honestly, I think they were probably they probably used the stones for foundations or or other things. I think they were. Yeah, because they were hauling out the rocks. Yeah, or just to clear up your land some so you could plant something there or something it's possible considering how deep they were that's what made me think otherwise but but they're hard hard working guys yeah i wouldn't want to be doing that shit could have been an irrigation ditch or some shit i don't know he could just been bored and said fuck it we're digging a ditch Wyatt." my first impulse was that they were swedish because the swedish that's what they do they dig up all the rocks because it's so rocky in order for them to plant anything or plants. So that's why they, they use those rocks and make walls and shit out of them and get them out of the way. Yeah. And Oklahoma and Missouri are both very uh, rocky states in some parts. Yeah. I would say more plains, but... Yeah, probably more or less in Oklahoma, yeah, I'd say. <clears throat> Henry gets on to Wyatt about uh, taking a break here. Wyatt says there's machines that can get this done in a quarter of the time. Uh, Henry and Wyatt kind of exchange some Bible verses here. I guess that's how they fight with each other. That's strange. Uh, We learn that Al is Henry's dead wife's, uh, or is Henry's wife's brother. So I think there are still a shitload of people fighting over the Bible days. Yeah, it's not that weird. Like, get over it. Every family um, dinner. <laughs> yeah. Every Thanksgiving. This, uh, lest we blow over that the brother-in-law is uh, the honky-donk, padonka-donk uh, man himself. Oh, I was getting there, yeah. Okay. It is uh, Trace Atkins and... Uh, We'd like to give the floor to Kron here since he's uh, lives in Nashville. He's an expert. He's our country music star expert. So, uh, did you, you ever meet him? Give any facts. Go ahead, Kron. It's yeah. yours. Oh yeah, yeah. met uh, me and Trey hang out all the time, dude. Grab a couple tall boys and go out to the fishing hole. See, like a a Bud Budweiser guy or. Uh, he's a Coors guy. I'm a Bud guy, so you know we're always ribbing each other. <laughs> Man, I the, wish uh, I could get you on these cures, or Kyle. Oh, yeah, shit. He's one of, these, one of these days, you're going to have to show me that tattoo I keep hearing about. 
No. <laughs> Not true, Trace. <laughs> what are you guys catching in that fishing hole? Uh, bass? A bunch of gar. Catching some gar? That's, yeah. here, that's not Here, that's not good eating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've never seen Trace Atkins fucking clean and devour a gar, then. But yes, it is Trace Atkins. Uh, he's actually got a pretty good filmography. I was kind of surprised whenever I looked him up. <clears throat> Starred in some action movies as well. Now he's not Toby Keith, right? <laughs> no, he's They are they are in fact two different people. I mean, I don't know, should we say like he's I don't know. Is he a better guy than Toby? Would we rather want to hang out with Trace Atkins or Toby Keith? I don't know. Uh, Toby Keith's a four truck man. So uh, I'm out. It's tricky. I'm, I'm going Trace. I pick uh Dwight Yoakum. Oh yeah, well, that's no contest. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they called him first, but I'm sure he's busy down in Bakersfield. He's one of those California cowboys. All right, uh, Trace Atkins, Uncle Al here. He's like, listen, I'm, I, you guys aren't fucking paying me enough to listen to your Bible verse fucking fight here. I'm leaving. I should have went. He was looking for an morning. excuse. <laughs> yeah, he's getting mm-hmm. out of there. This shit's hard work. Tired of digging up rocks. Who can blame him, dude? Yeah, I don't. Uh, we got Wyatt. Wyatt is uh, Henry's These aren't my son. digging overalls. <laughs> <laughs> Those are in the wash. You got me out here in my church clothes. I mean. <laughs> Them's my hunting overalls. Wyatt is the son of uh, Henry, so he walks back with Uncle Al. And uh, Uncle Al pretty much explains that his father's a good man, that he's hard on him, but he's a good guy. Uh, we cut to Henry and uh, Wyatt here. They're dressing a hog. Wyatt's asking, he's kind of asking Henry why he chose this life, why he wants to be a guy that just stays on a farm and wakes up early and pretty much just, pretty much Wyatt doesn't like farming. That's what I kind of got from that conversation. Um, Henry says a, a good line here. You'll discover there's worse arrangements. <clears throat> so I thought, I thought, I think Henry has some good lines in this movie that are kind of funny, actually. I mean, I watched it two and a half times. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. He's got two particular things that I, I really enjoyed and I can't wait to use. One in a threatening conversation, and then once when I'm a father. Um, but yeah, early, I mean, it, there's no hesitation in the the conflict between the teenage son and the dad here. You know, neither of them gives a fucking inch in their disagreement of, of what the other wants to do. So, And I kind of feel like it works between the two i think it does i wish that it just had a bit of a breather maybe in the third like i wish there would have been a little bit more like all right i'm with you there was none of that and i think it just for the sake of when the reveal happens if he had already accepted who he was prior to that then i think it would have been better for the like 
oh fuck now i understand but otherwise like he doesn't really do that until the end end and it it bumps me out i got some thoughts on that too we'll go into that yeah well i guess also like i don't especially with the reveal it's like why would you not teach this kid how to shoot a gun (laughs) well i said we'll go into that i once we get there you think right. uh, Yo-Yo Ma isn't showing his kid how to hold a fucking cello the right way? Correct. I mean, Nobody got no that reference. Of, would no, son of, no son of mine's going to play strings. Yeah. Ruin my fucking life, Yo-Yo says. Out of all <laughs> the out of all the artists in the world, you chose Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> yeah. People fucking know Yo-Yo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Yo-Yo heads are listening to this podcast. <laughs> He's probably my third third or fourth favorite cellist mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me make a note of that i mean Fuck. his stuff his stuff in the 90s was really good but he's <laughs> fucking sold out dude yeah that's such a yeah he's playing stadiums now fuck that yeah. guy all right why it uh catches well, he a did ver- he did that album with nelly you know and it's just it did that album with lou reed it all went to hell oh mm-hmm. shit Wyatt catches a, a random horse up on the hill uh, without a rider <clears throat> wandering up there. This so, is a uh, sorry when he's feeding the hog also. Mm-hmm. Because, um, well, there's the hog scene and then the firewood scene where they sort of are going back and forth. But him cutting the hog, he basically he has like a line like, "We'll take two chops for dinner, but throw the rest of the shit in the pen." Yeah. I, and there's a quick little throwaway about, like, you know, how fucking hungry hogs are. It don't matter to a hog. Yeah. Yeah, because Henry may, or Wyatt makes a comment of, isn't it weird that they eat each other or some shit? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so he catches a glimpse of this random horse without a rider up on the hill there. So they go up to investigate. Uh, they could find some blood all over the saddle. Wyatt's mind is naturally creative out here in the middle of fucking nowhere. So he he's automatically just going in his head like, oh, shit, this must be an outlaw, blah, blah, blah. Henry says, calm the fuck down. Uh, he says, I'm going to go find the missing rider, obviously. Uh, he tells Wyatt to go back to the house. He can't go look over the look over the homestead while I'm gone. Uh, we got Henry. He kind of looks over the landscape, and then he we cut to him taking off on horseback <clears throat> to go find this missing rider, guys. Uh, he finds the tracks, naturally. He's a good good tracker, this guy. Uh, he rides up finally on a man who's kind of laying in a uh, ditch there, and he's shot. Uh, Henry dresses his wound really quick with some, just like- put some dirt on it. I like the uh, hello Hello. that he gives the guy to kind of see if he reacts. And guys, I think this is the second movie in a row where somebody has put something in a wound for me. You're welcome. For you? Yeah, Apocalypto. (laughs) They did it for you. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have to test this theory out. You got to do the black dog thing, man. Which no, is that's ulti- too much. Which it's is ultimately the Rambo 2. 
I seen you watch RoboCop 2 the other day. I did. It's like Kron pointed out a few weeks ago. You can tell that I'm catching up on Action Boys just by my letterbox reviews. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's what I usually do on Sundays now. Like, I'm so do, jealous of you I'll guys' lives. Our podcast movie, usually Saturday. Then I'll do the Action Boys on Sunday. Then I'll do a rewatch of ours, but... That was funny. I almost started it the other day, actually. Robocop too. I did yeah. start it. Yeah. Did you finish it? No, I didn't get that far into it's it. Not, it's not near as good, but it's better than I remember. I don't remember shit about Robocop 2. That's why I was like, oh shit, I need to watch that again too. Yeah. I've never seen it. Really? Have you seen 3? No. no, I haven't seen oh, fuck, dude. the sequels. I know 3 is where he Damn. flies. Yeah, he gets a jetpack, but that's not even the coolest thing about three. <laughs> Don't remember. All right. This we'll is not work. a fucking RoboCop yeah. podcast. <clears throat> We're talking about old Henry. All right. He immediately dresses this guy's wound with a stick, shoves some dirt in there, and uh, covers it with some cloth or a handkerchief or some shit they had back in the day. Well, it's before lo- dirt was fucking contaminated, too. That's right? sure. Before, before big up. business. Yeah. <laughs> before it was full of lithium and heavy metals and, and shit and and Pfizer vaccines and shit <laughs> you know it's before big sodium man you could shove any of your holes full of dirt and go about your day they just don't make dirt like they used to yeah it's where dirt don't hurt came from that's true rub a little dirt on it. dirt don't it used hurt to, it used to be in medical books it was a whole chapter <laughs> and if nothing you can't find any solution just rub some dirt on it and Tylenol. All right. So he looks, Henry's looking around here. He finds a revolver. Uh, he also finds a satchel full of money, kind of kicks it open, looks at it, kind of keeps looking at it. And he says, nope, kicks it back shut. And then we cut to him riding off on his horse. But curiosity naturally comes to a satchel full of money, y'all. So he turns around. Uh, he loads up the injured uh, man on the back of his horse and he takes the money and gun and he takes the money and gun and run. Question. Yeah. Do you think he went back for the guy or did he go back for the money? My thought here was why don't you just take the money? The guy's going to die anyway. Yeah, you finish the guy off, and then you fucking bury him out there. Because he knows somebody shot that guy. And he knows that they're probably going to come look for him because there's a satchel full of money. Yeah, but you just be like, that guy didn't come through here. But they're going to know that money's gone, so eventually they're going to know. Search the surrounding areas for who lives closest. Yeah. So I don't... I don't... I, I... On second viewing, I really did like the fact that they didn't set it up like, hey, you got bills to pay, you know, or you got like, they didn't give him any reason to be desperate for this cash, which is cool when he goes, nope. So I genuinely do think it was trying to, in in trying to erase and make himself better, I think he went back for the guy. And I think knowing that you can't take the guy and leave the money because potentially like those people could still be looking for the guy, you know? 
So I think he just had to take everything and try to clear it up. And like you said, Kron, it was originally like a no, he never came through here. Mm-hmm. But Oh, yeah, that's why he covers up the tracks, I think. Yeah, but I think Dorf is just too fucking smart and is like, yeah, we've cleared everything. This is where he's got to be. Catch him. That Plus, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Rootin' tootin' son of a bitch. All right, so yeah, um, he heads back to the farm, but before he does that, he does a good job to cover up his tracks, uh, gets the blood stains out with the water and all that. I liked that. I really thought that was a good, good little step there for old Henry. Uh, we get back to the farmhouse. Henry and Wyatt move the man into the house. Uh, they clean up and address his wounds. And pretty much they take care of him. Yeah, Wyatt asks, like, were there more of them? And yeah, he's Wyatt. like, yeah, I had to dispatch another dozen of them. <laughs> like, I, w- I almost wish there was more of that, too. I almost wish there was more of Henry being sarcastic to him. Mm-hmm. Like, realizing, like, you are a teenage kid. But most of the time, he's just so aggressive and like, shut the fuck up and do what I'm telling you. Like, I do wish there might have been one more too. Like, of course yeah. you're excited. It's a fucking, there's a satchel of money and a dead guy and there's nothing. So. I get that you got to have like a, a angsty teen that you got to deal with. But I do wish it was a little bit more like, I mean, because they're just two guys out there that are basically like stuck where they are. So it mm-hmm. would have been nice if they kind of liked each other you know yeah well, i think that's where the teenage thing comes in though like a naturally a teenage kid or a teenage son doesn't really fucking like his dad i mean maybe these days but and i think they do a good job of wyatt his mind kind of wandering like outlaws and train robbers and shit like that so he, and henry's just like shut shut the fuck up like we got other shit going on right now yeah. So I I think they do a good job in that. So I think that's kind of why Henry's like stay on task, you know what I mean? But there could there could have been a ramp to that. Some of those initial interactions could have been him. And they try to do it when they're digging, you know, he kind of he's being sarcastic to him like we got all this shit to do, you know, assuming you're done resting, you know, and does the bible quotes or whatever, but the line that he delivers when he's pulling the guy off the horse, I think when they're cutting wood, he could have been that way too. He could have been blowing him off but being funny about it. Mm-hmm. And then once this yeah. shit starts, then he's a little bit more aggressive of like, shut the fuck up, I'm doing what I'm telling you. Then I think you as a viewer start to then get in his head a little bit more, whereas he's he almost comes off so much like a dick. that The two extremes, you're not really on anybody's side, unless that's mm-hmm. the choice that they go for. Because first viewing, I'm like, well, this kid shut the fuck up. And then second viewing, I'm like, damn, Henry's fucking a hard ass. So. Yeah, I think the relationship between father and son worked for me a hell of a lot better on the second viewing, I think. All right, so we got Wyatt here. He's going off the the rails here with, oh, this is a fucking train-robbing outlaw dude. Henry's like, relax, bro. Uh, Henry tells him to keep an eye on our uh, victim here. His name's going to be Curry. We cut to Henry. He goes out to his horse and uh, gets the money and the 
the sat or the satchel and the gun. He kind of looks around up top on his hill to make sure nobody's coming, but he knows eventually somebody's coming. If you find a satchel full of money, guys, gals, somebody's eventually gonna show up, right? You, yeah, but there you can't have any delay. When you make the decision to take that money, you spend you, it all. You, well, no, you just gotta go. <laughs> like leave where you're at. There's no like going back yeah, to a true. place and getting your wife and hiding it and setting shit up. Like just, you gotta get it and then go. Yeah. First flight to Pensacola. I guess this guy though specifically was always like, I can handle it. <laughs> true, true. No matter how bad so, it gets, and he and he had and, the guy with him too. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he could. Yeah. Well, that's another thing of the story too. Is like once you learn who this is, you're like, so these decisions are could be in that vein of okay, all right, all right. It works. It works on a few few levels, I think. Yeah, maybe guys, maybe he took that money to relive the glory days. I mean, <laughs> I don't think he wanted to relive the glory. Let's days. bring a little trouble to this farmstead. Yeah. I'm gonna take Wyatt into town, get some whores for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what do were you, you guys, saying, Bones? Do you guys have uh, secret hiding spots in your house? You got like fake walls or panels that you can pop out. No, I mean, I put money in books, but. And I always check Dan's books whenever I'm back in Missouri. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Just fucking hold them up and shake those pages. Take money out of books next month. Okay. I forgot to change my filter and my heater, so I'm not going to remember, guys. Have you ever heard that bullshit sermon that gets recycled about, um, so the college kid is going off to college, and their grandmother gives them a, a Bible to take to college with them. And two weeks into being at college, the college student calls the grandmother and says, hey, can I have some money? The grandma says, no. Then a month later, the kid calls back, hey, grandma, can I have some money? Grandma says, no. And does this all through college, and they finally graduate. And the grandma says, did you read the Bible? And the kid says, yeah, it helped me get through college. But the grandma knew that the kid was lying because they filled the Bible full of money. I had my, when my grandma passed away, my parents were already in Texas. And they're like, hey, like you need to get a flight down here. Or they called me like before she passed away, like, like she's probably going here real soon. Like, go to the house, grab the Bible. And I'm like, what? I'm like, do you guys like need it for like the service or something? She's like, my mom's like, no, get the Bible. And I'm like, okay, like, I guess I'll take it with me. She's like, no, there's the fuck. There's always money in the Bible. I'm like, what? So I go to the house and like, sure enough, there's just like fucking hundred dollar bills in there. I'm like, what the fuck kind of shit is that? Is your I mom guess I put it in the college student, student from the story. No, mm-hmm. I don't. She probably heard that same shit. So I guess okay. took it literally. But yeah, dude, I'm flipping through there and there's like hundred dollar bills and shit. Like every 50 pages. I was like, what the f- Damn. Bone, Bones. I was going to say, I get your chain emails, by the way. You don't, <laughs> you don't got to recite them here. I mean, I read them. Oh, okay. Okay. 
And I yeah, forward we're not, we're not that I, type of I, podcast. I forward them to 15 people like right. you tell me to. Okay, I appreciate it. There's just so many re's that I I don't know if you know which one's a new one, you know? <laughs> yep. All right, we cut to the house. Henry hides the money and gun in a uh, hidden cutout in one of the bedrooms of the rooms. Wyatt kind of creeps along there and looks under the door to see what's going on. Uh, but Henry kind of notices and Wyatt backs off <clears throat> so he could hide it. But he's seen it. He knows where it's at now. Uh, we cut to the next morning. Henry decides... Uh, that the injured man's bullet needs to come out of him if he's going to survive. So Henry decides to uh, go get the doctor, but first he ties our injured man Curry to the bed, which Wyatt's like, "Do you think that's necessary?" He's like, "It's not necessary. It's it's not not necessary." So uh, he ties him up and he heads off. Uh, we cut to the three horsemen here. They're looking for their injured man again. Uh, they're looking for uh, tracking signs. And one of them, he finds a track. They uh, catch him and dung him. Dung him. I, dungin, I think his name is. already think that the trail's cold, but uh, still or Stillworth, I think his name is, or Stillwell, is an Indian. Or no, he's a Mexican. He finds a trail again. This is where they comment that the dude could find a, a hot trail on a fish in water or something like that. He's got a great line, too. The Mexican says something, and he says, uh, I don't need you to speechify the inner workings of your half-wit canine mind. <laughs> oh, that's what uh, Ketchum says to him? Yeah. Which way did he go? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he points or something, and the Dungham yeah, guy's like, well, that's <laughs> fucking helpful. <laughs> The other, I think while uh, they're tying the guy up, too, I think Wyatt says something and Henry says, like, why don't you focus on that instead of vaporizing every thought that enters your mind? <laughs> mind. Like, <laughs> God damn it, I love the way, I love old English. Like, it's great. I tell you, man, Henry's got some zingers on this yeah. shits. All right, we cut to Henry leaving the farmhouse to go uh, to find the dock for old Curry here. He tells Wyatt to keep his distance. Don't take his, uh, even if he comes to, don't get close to him. Keep him tied to the bed. Wyatt says he can handle himself. Uh, we cut to Wyatt helping the injured man. Uh, he listens for a heartbeat. Uh, we get a gasp here from a Curry, which scares Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt then remembers that he's seen old Henry hiding uh, something in that closet. So he takes off down there to try to find it. He does find it. He opens it up. He finds the cash and the gun. He decides that uh, he's going to shoot the pistol, guys. Uh, we cut to Wyatt. He's practicing shooting. And he just uh, old-fashioned put the bottle on the from a distance and take a shot, see if he could hit it. We cut to the injured man, Curry, here. He's having a dream. That kid oh, can't shoot for shit, by the way. He hits it he hit, eventually. He, he hit the bottle on like the third or fourth shot. I hit it on the first shot, dude. Crowd, I think we're going to have to have a shoot off, buddy. Okay. I mean, Kron is our he is our resident revolver guy. I mean, it's 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 locked in print. 
literally. Yeah, dude. He's our shooter. I'm the gorgeous gun wielder. Of nobody this podcast. ever. Nobody called you gorgeous. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I don't think that's recorded anywhere. This is a lost of time, dude. All right, he's having a dream here. He's got. We got fire going. We got somebody opening a door. Some speaking some Spanish. Uh, we got a guy getting shot as soon as he opens the door. And boom, we cut back to Wyatt. He puts the gun back in uh, the secret compartment there. Uh, and he's about to close it up, but he finds another wooden box down there and decides, yeah, fuck it, let me look what's in there. Oh, yeah, there's hey, s- hey, also, way to leave your fingerprint fr- fingerprints all over that gun like a dipshit. This is 1906. I'm just saying, dude. Not a smart move. We're years away from some CIS shit. You're going to get implicated in that crime. CIS? <laughs> CIS. CIS. Is it CIS or C- CS- CSI? Oh, CSI. I was C- like, CSI? I, I was oh, like, CIA it. shit? Yeah. Crime Crimes. investigation scenario. <laughs> yeah, that works. I'm, I'm sure there's like some weird ass town that, ha- that calls it CIS, you know? Just got of confused like I do. Yeah. It's probably in Oklahoma. Um,. Pistols. We got some newspaper clippings, some other shits in there. But he's interrupted by the injured man groaning. Uh, we cut to Henry. He is riding back to where or to get the dock, and he kind of ends up to where he found the guy that he took in. He looks down, and naturally, our three horsemen, Ketchum and his gang, are are around there checking it out where this guy was laying. Uh, Henry quickly ties his horse up and uh, decides to go in and take a better look. He hides in some tall, high grass there so he could get a little closer. And he gets pretty close to him. Uh, We cut to Steelwell. He's saying that there was uh, somebody definitely here, but he wasn't alone. And he said they did a good good job because they covered up their tracks. But Steelwell, he's a master tracker there. Uh, we cut to Henry in the tall grass listening. Like I said, he gets pretty close to him. Uh, Ketchum says he needs to know where he's headed. Uh, Stillwell points in his direction. This is what we were just talking about when he says about the canine and all that shit. Right. Uh, we got some crows. They scare up in the distance and get the attention of the three guys behind Ketchum and them. So they go in and they investigate. <clears throat> to see if anybody's there. All three men start wandering in through the tall grass. We get some intensified music here. Uh, Stillwell sees something, and he starts to slowly approach it, but uh, Dungan here, he just fucking blasts his shotgun. But, lo and behold, there's nobody there, guys. Henry's a fast little fucker. He gets out of there. <laughs> nobody there. We cut to Henry booking ass on his horse back to the farmhouse. Uh, we cut back to Wyatt. He's checking on Curry here because he's still tied to the bed. He notices he has one hand of Curry's is under a blanket, so he goes over to investigate it. Uh, Curry naturally grabs Wyatt. He jumps back. Curry asks, who the hell are you? Wyatt explains that his paw found him close to dead and he brought him in here to take care of him. Uh, Curry undoes his other hand with the rope, and they made a classic mistake of leaving a knife on the end table by the bed. So Curry Classic. grabs that. Fucks me up once qu- a week. Yeah, man. 
every time I get robbed, it's always a knife. That you like, left. Yeah, open. Mm-hmm. Your, your own knife. I said, at least have the decency to rob me with your gun, not my own knife. Mm-hmm. And they're like, where's the PS5? They just start shaking all your books. No, I don't tell them that. You start getting that, real that sweaty. Books. That's, yeah. It's the ultimate thing. Nobody's coming in your house to steal books, guys. Yeah. The next time they've got a knife to your throat, quit eyeing the bookshelf. Yeah. It's a dead giveaway. I swear you're fucking up, dude. <laughs> no, not my books. Uh, Curry, he grabs that knife and he runs Wyatt down, puts a knife to his neck, starts asking him where his gun and his satchel is. Uh, Wyatt's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, dude. Uh, just in the nick of time, though, Henry kicks Curry in the head, knocks him over on the other side, and starts beating the shit out of uh, where he got shot. This must be a theme, like, back in that day. I mean, I guess it's a pretty good uh, strategy, though, right? Yeah, I was fucking with your kid, man. Just, hey, you just got shot? Let me punch you there about 19 yeah. times. Dumbass. Uh... Henry gets up, he grabs his shotgun, naturally, he aims it. Wyatt says, stop. Henry asked, uh, how'd he get loose? He wiggled free. Henry says, he wiggled free. <laughs> uh, and then he says, "Tell him or ask him about the money and the gun. Henry's like, what money? He says, help me tie up this son of a bitch. Or let me tie this son of a bitch back up. Yelling, uh, what money was a really smart response. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, the look he gives is like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about? He knows that money's there. <laughs> I think he did a good job of covering it up. I'm saying it was a smart thing to yell. Right on. We can never tell with you. Yeah. I'm know dead serious. I don't know if you're praising. This is a serious episode, sinning. dude. That's why when you guys are like, uh, hey, do you have your $5 for the pizza that we all bought together? I'm always like, what money? As you're flipping through your wallet and we see the money. (laughs) What wallet? I have a wallet, guys. I carry a purse. Uh, We cut to Curry. He's tied up in the chair. Henry wakes him up with uh, witch hazel, maybe. I don't know. What was Cron? Smelling salts. (laughs) Smelling salts. Curry would have made it out of there if that happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Curry wakes up uh, says you better think long and hard about what you got yourself into Henry says funny I was gonna tell you the same thing Uh, he starts heating up a knife Curry asks what you planning on doing with that get that bullet out of you and ask you some questions as well if I like what I hear I'll give you something to ease the pain which is whiskey back in the day guys in case you didn't notice it's whiskey for me today (laughs) So, well, you know, naturally, if you got shot in your backyard, you're going to come inside, take a Tylenol and then drink a whiskey. But here you just drink the whiskey. I'm not because I now know that uh, drinking thins my blood. So I'm going to shove it full of dirt and then try to get into the ER. Are you on a blood thinner? Me? Yeah. No. I already so, just have naturally thin blood. How do you figure that out? 
cut cut yourself open. Mm-hmm. It just seeps right through my skin. See how thin your blood is, dude. So such tiny platelets. It's fucking always blue, bro. Got that thin blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my blood comes out as a solid. Out of what? Oh. Sounds if like it I, hurts. Just wher- wherever you get cut. Yeah. Okay. Just squeezes out like Play-Doh through one of those presses? Exactly. Okay. You take it back to the emergency room, like, here's all the blood I lost. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, put it back in me. It's the easy... Shit. I, that would be convenient. Here's a cube of blood I lost. Yeah. Oh, I started oh. eating a few. I was getting dizzy on the way here. Open the hole back up and just push it through. It's easy, Doc. Why is your blood, why is your blood, blood hole, your butthole bloody? I was trying to put it back in, man. Check your textbook right after Dirt Don't Hurt. The next chapter is My Blood is Solid. (laughs) What year was this book written? Uh, When was this movie? 1906. Yeah, so 1905 probably, (laughs) you know. Probably written 1901 between peer review and everything else. So, yeah, 1905. <laughs> All right. Henry puts the knife into the gun gunshot wound and kind of wiggles around a little bit. Starts asking old Curry there some fucking questions. <clears throat> Curry, who's in some great pain, he tells Henry he's uh, he is the law. And uh, Henry's not buying this, guys. Wyatt tells Henry to to ask him about the money. I guess I got mixed up with that. So that's whenever uh, Henry looks freaked out. Asks Wyatt, what money? Uh, he continues to press the knife into that uh, open gunshot wound there. Curry says uh, to get the hell out of here while you, you and the kid, while you still have a chance. You don't know what you got yourself into. Uh, Henry goes over and gets the uh, pliers there and takes the bullet out of him. Wyatt looks to... Uh, to the window and he says riders and we see our three horsemen there coming down the hill down to the farmhouse curry explains that these three men are gonna are are he asked him to henry to cut him loose if he wants to live and henry watches the three men come down uh, onto the house he tells wyatt to keep away from the windows he does that about 18 times in this movie uh, we cut to Henry. He's opening up his secret compartment there to get it to get the gun. This is when he noticed that the gun has been fired. That uh, obviously Wyatt knows where this stuff's hidden. Uh, we cut to Henry. Or no, we don't. <clears throat> Henry loads his revolver. Sorry. Henry opens the door and asks, "How can I help you?" Uh, we get Ketchum. He explains that he's a sheriff and they're looking for the men on the run named are looking for a man on the run named Curry. Henry says, uh, if you're a sheriff, I don't recognize you. Ketchum says that they're from Woods County and that there's a warrant for Curry. Ketchum says Curry's a killer. Asks Henry, or then he asks Henry if he has any plans on shooting them with that pistol. And he says, so far, I don't have a good reason to. Ketchum uh, likes that answer. He also continues to answer or continue to ask more questions. He said he seems a, a grave up on top there and asked if that was his wife. Henry explains that his wife died from tuberculosis 10 years ago. 
catch him also ask about uncle uh, al's farm as well so when he says uh my late wife you know lost her to tuberculosis i feel like ketchum makes a quick little face there which i thought was a subtle cool thing like i thought like he genuinely did feel sorry for her. it's the worst or, way to go yeah I was going to ask you guys, how do you feel about uh, Stephen Dorff in this role? <laughs> how do you feel about tuberculosis? <laughs> that's that's my next question. Quit jumping ahead. I think he works it, dude. Yeah, I think he's good. Okay. He's a good, good bad guy here. Yeah. <clears throat> What do, you, what do you think, Bones? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for asking. Uh, I I thought he was really good, actually. I think, uh, I mean, obviously this is Tim Blake Nelson's movie. You know, I think he's yards ahead of everybody, but I think I like Dorf's voice. He's already got a really distinctive voice. So what he's doing, putting a little little haw on it, if you if you will. I think works. Um, sometimes he's overly menacing, especially when he goes to see Trace Adkins later. Like he just he just starts at a ten. I don't know if that's him or the script, but yeah, I think he's really good. First appearance here on the Five Day Reynolds podcast. Tim Blake Nelson as well. So yeah, he asks him about his wife. Uh, and he also asks about uh, Al's farm as well, because I guess he lives somewhat sort of close to to Henry there, as we've seen in the beginning. Uh, Ask Ketchum, or Ketchum tells Henry uh, that a while ago some man caused lots of trouble down in Arizona and New Mexico with the last name of McCarty. And he says that that name kind of just sticks out to him. You can kind of see that Ketchum, whenever Henry tells him his name's Henry McCarty, kind of gets a little like, huh. You can tell he's on to something there. Um, and he was wondering if, uh, if that was any of his kin that had caused the issues out in Arizona and New Mexico. He said, you got that wrong, or you got the wrong pig by the ear. Henry says that he's the only McCarty left and uh, he ain't seen the man that they're looking for. And he'll let the uh, he'll alert the sheriff of uh, Chickasha County if he does find him. Ketchum says thanks anyway and leaves on his merry way. We pan over to Henry. He questions Wyatt on why the gun was fired. Wyatt says he's never let him touch any of the guns, and he just wanted to figure out it or learn it himself since Henry won't teach him. Uh, Henry smacks him and tells him to leave his stuff alone or he's going to crack his crust. That's it, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I think we all probably wrote that line down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wyatt calls Henry a stupid, worthless old man just who's going to rot away on this farm pretty much. Uh, and he says he's going to leave as soon as he can, and he's going to die out here alone, pretty much. Uh, we cut to Henry. He says to Curry, uh, let me guess, you're going to tell me that you're the law, and they're not. 
Uh, Curry had explained that the three guys were going to say that they were the law, all sheriffs, and their men there, Ketchum and his guys. So we got a uh, who dat, who dat going on. Who's telling the truth and who's lying? Curry basically says, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm going to tell you. And uh, I think Curry's performance here is, is pretty damn good, too, in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think he does all right. Have we? Has he had a dream yet? Yeah, he had one already. Did you talk about like, that? Yeah, yeah like right. where the building's on fire. It's a yeah. fire. Kid gets shot. Speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I wonder if you were. I was zoning out reading about the history of fingerprinting <laughs> and law enforcement. I do have some answers on that in case you guys were wondering. All right. Oh, I just wanted to make okay. sure. Okay. So I guess your policy is, yeah, go ahead, leave your fingerprints on the gun. My policy. No, we just we didn't we need to know when it came about. No, so I'm, it's. I'm just saying, no matter when, it's never a good idea. Uh, I mean, who's going to be the first guy who says, "I think I could pull fingerprints off these guns." I mean, in 1911, they're the they are first accepted by the U.S. courts as a reliable means of identification. That's so, pretty close. Pretty close pretty to close. this time. 1905, Still the U.S. Off, military though. adopts the use of fingerprints. Soon thereafter, police agencies begin to adopt them. If you go a little bit further back, so the 1890s is when, when people are starting to really dick around with them quite a bit. So, hmm. I mean, I doubt they're out in the Oklahoma Territory. Um, in 1906? Yeah. you telling me they couldn't... They couldn't afford to have a guy ride out from Quantico and fucking figure that shit out. Well, that's a two-week ride, man. You're yep. on horseback. I'm just saying. Sounds How like he, uh, Kron was he, right again. Is he carrying the gun back to Quantico, like by the trigger guard on a pencil? <laughs> like a stick. They don't, yeah, they don't have plastic bags. It's not like they conceal the shit. No, you send the guy from Quantico with the powder, and he just dusts it. Then he takes the prints back with him. Oh, okay. You're probably not wrong there. (laughs) It's probably what used to happen. All right, so Henry here asks if Curry's the law. He says, yeah, that's pretty what what I'm going to tell you. And that they were bank robbers, and they knocked over the Adams Express. Uh, Henry says that they've, uh, Henry says, and you made off with the money. That doesn't make any sense. And Curry says, yeah, I did. And, um, I think he goes into that. He, I don't think he says that yet. Uh, Curry says he doesn't know why they didn't shoot him on the spot, but they, uh, but they will whenever they get back. Oh, he says that to Henry. Like why, how, I don't know why Ketchum didn't fucking shoot you right there. So, but he, w- but they will be back. So we cut to Henry in his bedroom. He's doing some thinking around there. Uh, we cut to Ketchum and his crew. They've kind of set up camp. <clears throat> and uh, this is where they go back and forth with um, that they should have just rushed in and took Henry because he was just one guy and there's three of them. And this is where Ketchum says... He wasn't holding that uh, that pistol like some old farmer, because this is where uh, Duggan he or Duggan 
is like, yeah, we should have just rushed in and shot the old bastard. So this is where we know that Ketchum knows that there's something up with this uh, this old farmer here. Plus the Whitland wasn't done. Yeah, he was still getting Like, on. he's got to whittle that bird before. Uh, Ketchup says, uh, we don't know who's in the house. We also don't do this whenever we go out robbing places, so why are we going to do it now? Uh, this is where he sends Duggan uh, to go scope out the farmhouse, but he says, don't make any moves till we get there. And uh, so he sends uh, him on his way. Ketchum also says that uh, in the morning... They're going to go to Chickasha to hire some guys, and they're also going to go visit Uncle Al. And this is where we go visit the bathroom, boys, because it's a pee break. Welcome back to uh, the Five Day Rentals podcast here. We're in the middle of Old Henry. Uh, we got some horses. We got some pigs, uh, we got some belt buckles and pistols, revolvers. Pretty much, Henry's a farmer. He finds a guy half dead with a satchel full of money. He brings him back to his farmhouse and uh, trouble rides into town. Go check it out. Follow along if you haven't. All right. Go watch the first hour and then pause Mm -hmm. it and then start from here. Yeah. I mean that's what you want to do no judgments on our part yeah watch the first hour then listen to the first part of our podcast but then listen to this part while the last part of the movie plays simultaneously Mm -hmm. you think there's some people that are like well i'm never gonna watch that movie so i'll just listen to these guys talk about it no that implies people are listening to this nobody (laughs) listens this is all of our downloads are us making sure that the downloads work. I don't touch those downloads. Thank and you, listeners. We love are, you. These are bots. Now, that's we an got, argument we can no, go into. Nobody is listening to this. When we sign that 150k a year deal, guys, then we'll know. All right. <laughs> we'll take 10k. Okay. It'll take 150K <laughs> years to get that deal. Yeah. <laughs> we cut there, to Dung and he's writing. So many podcasts, right? Like, I almost am embarrassed when I think about Like, I'm adding to the problem. Guys, there we are, are so- 77 in the country of Turkey. All right. There's, there's a light. There's a little bit of light. All right. And we're talking Coors Light. That's <laughs> Silver Bullet. I'm talking Miller Light. That's what fuels this goddamn podcast. All right, we cut to Dung, and he's riding back into the, the farmhouse to keep an eye on it. He sneaks in. Uh, we cut to the nighttime here on the farmhouse. Uh, Henry is talking to Curry. He's feeding him some soup, I guess. And this is where we kind of get some backstory on both of these gentlemen. So Curry's asked uh, if they've ever met. He just has this weird feeling that he's met Henry before. Uh, Henry doesn't really answer this. Henry continues to ask him uh, how long he's been a sheriff. 
he also continues to ask some questions about the uh, the information that Curry has already given him. Henry is asking certain details about uh, certain places to see if Curry's being truthful. So they come to the conclusion here that they've both been to Baxter Springs, Kansas. So Henry starts kind of asking questions about certain places and certain people in that place. Uh, he asked Curry why, how he ended up there. He said, like every other person, I went to go get my fortune and and tried digging for ten, for ten. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how he ended up there, and he just naturally became a lawman when he that, was there. That priceless tin that you're always reading about in the newspapers. <laughs> that grows deep, deep down in the ground, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I was, I was kind of confused. I believe, so Dan, you, you hinted at it. I believe, I mean, no, my parents, my kin, met in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Big chunk of my family is still there. I believe a section of that family was actually in Baxter Springs. They were from there, I think. Dude, some... you might. I guess I can't say that yet. <laughs> but. Yeah, who knows? Is that Dude, a. Can... Well, is that old Oklahoma that you're talking about? Because that could be Colorado by today's standards. <laughs> oh, God. Baxter <laughs> is. It's like right on the line of Oklahoma. Like that Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri line right there. Like Joplin, that area. Baxter is right there. And then that area, that corner of Oklahoma is where my family's from. We got to do. uh, Where you would go to some Indian casinos. Oh, yeah. If you lived in Missouri and you were going to go. What's the website where you can look up your. Buffalo Run. Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com. Get a, get us on there. Uh, sponsor us so we can find all this cool information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's all spit in a jar and then see if a website can identify whether or not we're... Fuck you. I ain't giving my DNA to the government. Let's combine our three samples. <laughs> yeah, that's what let's, I meant. Yeah. yeah. Then if one of us is related to the person that we haven't revealed this person is yet, you know what I mean? Well, they all have plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. You would put that. We'd have to put that though on like the show header. Like you would have to say that every time somebody introduced you or you introduced yourself. We'll get there. Um, Curry says, sorry for uh, jumping the kid there. Uh, Henry believes Wyatt meant every, or he, he says, I overheard the kid talking about him being a, a shitty old man who's just going to die out on a farm. And he <laughs> says, I believe he didn't really mean that. And Henry says, I think he did, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, he's a little piece of shit. You just met him. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for 10 years with this motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking wife it, got off easy. I wish I was my wife every day. Every day I wake up wishing I had tuberculosis. I wake up and I look upon that hill, upon that grave, and I say, why couldn't it be me? These fucking pubic hairs are everywhere. Wish I could bury my son. <laughs> like so Vincent Henry- Gatto. <laughs> oh, God, Vincent Gatto. We had his brother on this podcast once. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a real fucking psycho, that guy. Crazy as a loon there. He knew a lot about the boss, though, so. Yeah, he loves Springsteen. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he, he might show up later. Uh, somebody might have somebody might have thought about inviting him on later, but now maybe the moment's lost. All right. Henry decides that he likes what he's hearing here from Curry. He decides it. Here, he decides he's going to give Curry one free hand. Uh, he said, don't make me take it off. Uh, Henry continues to question Curry more. And he also gives some of the details about him as well. Orphaned at 15. Curry tells Henry he's from New Mexico. Uh, he also starts telling him the story of Billy the Kid and how he was there whenever Billy the Kid got shot that night. And uh, Henry just kind of listens as as he starts talking to him about uh, telling him the story of whenever the kid got shot. Now, so he learned. What was that? Henry brings up Billy the Kid, right? Uh, he, he says that uh, he asks where he's from, and he says that he's from Fort Sumter, New Mexico. Yeah, and he says, "Well, that's where Billy the Kid was killed, right?" Yeah, he says, "Like the only thing I know about that is I heard that's where Billy the Kid." got killed and, which and in hindsight yeah. yeah in hindsight you're like way. oh man he couldn't he couldn't fight it i mean i don't know what you're talking about um that's right <laughs> yeah curry says that's the only reason anybody knows that that fucking town or whatever um so he goes on telling them the story about uh how he was there when when billy got shot and he was uh, pretty much uh, a stable cleaner or helper. I don't know what he called him. Stable cleaner. Stable clerk. <laughs> stable boy. There you go. Stable boy. Uh, he, he hears a story. He tells, uh, tells Curry that he's going to cut him loose, and he does. And he pretty much tells him he has to ride out right now like tonight no questions and you can go like just get the fuck out of here uh gives him back his guy curry on several occasions is like no i'm not i'm not healthy enough to ride a horse (laughs) he's pretty good at getting shot yeah but it's oh he's a he's a bullet sponge yeah but it's like come (laughs) on dude (laughs) work with me a little bit here Mm mm-hmm he needs that fucking uh, cage from <laughs> Flesh and Blood, man. Yeah, that'll just prop him up in the saddle. <laughs> Holds him upright, yep. That's all uh, Henry had to build there, and he'd be all right. All right, suddenly we get gunfire that starts just pouring through the farmhouse here. So Curry and Henry duck. Uh, Curry gets hit. He passes out. Uh, Wyatt's all fucked up, comes out of his room like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, Curry passes him his pistol before he passes out after he got hit to Wyatt. Um, I guess Dungan has decided that he's going to put an end to Henry and Curry and all them. Uh, Well, they show when he is taking his little vantage spot, I like that he pulls like a fifth of whiskey. While he's sitting there, so I, I can imagine the like he just sat there and he's getting drunk. 
you know, and he's probably like, ah, fuck this. So I liked that element of it. Get it done while I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyatt also gets uh, grazed with a bullet here. Uh, Henry decides he's going to go out looking for Dungan. Uh, he tells fucking Wyatt to stay in the house. Don't go by the windows. Uh, Dungan decides he's going under the fucking house, guys. So they notice that. Uh, Henry slowly moving towards Wyatt. Uh, and this is where he tells him not to, yeah, to and, go out anywhere. And Wyatt's like, he's under the house. Like, super... <laughs> But yeah, he could shoot right through the floor yeah. plank, so I'm pretty sure he could hear the whole conversation. Yeah, and Henry's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so yeah, he fires a little, but just Henry's like, fuck it, I'm still going to kind of walk. So I don't know how he didn't get shot in the fucking foot there. Uh, he throws a book so he can go... Uh, and of course, naturally, Dungan shoots over there. Henry's able to get out of the house with a shotgun, and he starts just blasting under his own house with this shotgun. And uh, this, of course, brings Dungan out into the open. He's cussing and shit. So he runs out, and Henry qu- quickly uh, puts an end to that with the shotgun, shoots Dungan, gets him right in the back. Uh, he walks up on him and questions, where are the others? Are they close? Uh, Dungan pretty much tells him to go to hell. Uh, he says, I've been here too often to let a man of your caliber overhaul my baggage. Uh, and he pretty much smothers his ass in the mud there. After breaking his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he breaks his arm too. Yeah. He fucks him up pretty damn good. If Henry gets a hold of you, he's going to fuck you up. He's got that like grandpa beat your ass like i'm still gonna beat your ass you know what i mean yeah my grandpa used to smother it, me in the mud <laughs> uh, my grandpa used to and, beat my ass but now you're tough as hell like, yeah it's like, this dude's old he fought in world war ii it's fucking hurt Dirt all right hurt. We, cut, <laughs> we cut to wyatt he comes out the front door uh henry says we got to move this body the others will be coming uh, he said, how are we going to do that? He said, we ain't. But she still moves the body over to the pigs. And he dumps uh, Dungan in there and they go go to town. But as he's doing that, he does notice uh, a branding mark as well on uh, Dungan's arm there, I believe. It's a K, right? It's like a yeah, it looks like a K. K or a P or something. I don't know. Looked like a K, probably for Ketchum. Yeah, it that took me second watch to notice the K. I thought it was like a cool anarchy A. <laughs> I thought it was the, a London punk. The original punks, dude. <laughs> Ketchum and the Outlaws. The fuck? How hardcore is it? Yeah, we're gonna move to Oklahoma. That's punk rock. I've been writing this book about how to make a bomb and steal from vending machines, so you guys got to <laughs> check it out. We cut to Henry. He's dressing Wyatt's gaze. Wyatt asks Henry uh, who he really is. Wyatt wants the real story. Henry says he's uh, he's done things that he regrets in his past. 
why it feels disrespected. He says, I respect you. You don't respect me. Henry says, I'm respecting you. Trust me. Uh, we cut to Henry. He's checking on Curry because he passed out. We get another dream sequence here with uh, Billy the Kid. Kind of going over the same one we already had. I think he's standing in it this time, though. Uh, Curry is. Mm-hmm. We cut to the next morning, early morning. Henry's just enjoying a nice smoke on his porch before all the chaos starts. Uh, we cut to Uncle Al here, Trace Atkins. He's hunting in a field like he was supposed to do the, the other day, but he had to help Henry. Uh, we cut to Ketchum. He rides up on Al. Uh, Ketchum goes into a whole bunch of stories about Did fucking hunting. Tracy Atkins look like Danny Carey to you? <laughs> like with the hair and everything? He looked like the drummer from Tool. Like, especially when he's sitting behind, like, fucking cleaning the birds. So, I was like, all that's missing is him getting drunk and calling Steven Dorf the F word. No? Okay. Yeah, kind of. I can see that. I can see where you're going. I don't, he just, yeah, there's something about him, the way he looked in the movie that was just kind of, I don't know, it was weird. He was weird looking. He looks like uh I don't did he dye his hair blonde maybe for this? Yeah, or it It's like really blonde. Trump. It looks like a Jim Ross to me. <laughs> the guy who was the oh, like the, the co-commentator with Jerry the King Lawler. Oh. Yeah, you can see that too. What? Um Stone Cold He's Thunder. broken in half. Stone Cold. Um it's like uh like Tim McGraw. If you remember like what I remember Tim McGraw looking like in the nineties and then come the two thousands when he all of a sudden went on keto or Adkins and had zero body fat. Stop drinking. Cut his hair, yeah. And just looked like this fucking weirdo. And now he's a movie star and shit. Um, so it could be like a facial hair thing with Trace Adkins too. Where yeah, he normally had like like a goatee or stubble or something, and now he's got an old grandma face. Yeah, I could see Danny from Tool there. Yeah, I, I just might have him on the mind because I'm counting counting the weeks, baby. Tools coming to town with their COVID sniffing dogs. Counting the weeks until you can ask him to sign your John Lennon record. <laughs> No, sign his copy of Old Henry. Mm-hmm. I loved you in this, dude. <laughs> he put his Thanks, finger man. in my chest. Do you know who I am? Uh, catch him here. He goes into some stories about hunting and pheasants and all that. Al pretty much says, like, what, are you supposed to be some fucking lawman? But get to the fucking point. Uh, and catch, this is pisses catch him off even more. Yeah, he asks him about Henry. He comes in super hot, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of does. Like he, he knows. Com- yeah, he knows that he's taking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ketchum says he wants some answers. Al says, "Get the fuck out of here." This is when Ketchum punches him, and then uh, as Al turns around to hit Ketchum, uh, Steelwell's already snuck up and hits him with the back of a 
the butt of the gun to knock his ass out. And he says, hey, now how are we going to pick his big ass up? Uh, we cut to Henry here. He's helping Curry again. He says he's in no condition to ride. Again. Yeah, seriously. Aww. Jesus. Just fucking Curry. Just time to the horse. And- he's been shot, what, like three times? Get it's over it, dude. For real. If you don't get on that horse, it's about to be a fourth. That little kid got shot, too. <laughs> he's still working and shit. He's still yeah, doing he's chores. Still, like, doing getting water and shit. Uh, Curry tells Henry and the boy to leave that he'll fight uh, catch him and the gang off Uh, Wyatt he wants to fight back naturally Henry says we're leaving this isn't our fight Uh, we cut to uh, we get a kind of a zoom in here on the farm Henry's packing bags Uh, this is when they see Ketchum riding down the hill but it's just Ketchum Henry Henry and Wyatt they argue again because Wyatt wants to stay and fight. Henry says no. Uh, they go out to the front door, and then we get the like other six dudes that he went to town to get that are coming down the hill now, down towards the house there. You think they were going to come in and pull a number six? Was there seven, or was there... I think I counted eight men. No, that's a Blazing Saddles reference. I thought you were going Magnificent Seven here. No. That's where they go riding in a town. Damn. A whomping and a whooping. Bones is a love in that blazing saddles. <laughs> it's two episodes now where you... Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the dude in uh, Thunderbolt and <laughs> Lightfoot. Sing us a song. Real song. Dude, the first 20 minutes of Blazing Saddles is fucking amazing it's a bummer that it can't maintain mm-hmm. it's still pretty damn good <laughs> like all oh things yeah considered. it is it is but it just i yeah i think i recently redid young frankenstein and i'm like yeah this is this is good it is it's the same thing though it's like the last 20 minutes of young frankenstein you usually like you've fallen asleep or you smoke so much you're just passed out. That's usually what was our problem. But what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> hey, maybe it might show up on the Five Day Rentals podcast. No, nah, nah, can't do it. <laughs> Cannot. One of us, each of us, will say something we'll have to edit out. All right, I'm going to scramble on my next pick then, but you guys go ahead. Ketchum says hand over Curry Henry says he's not here Uh, Ketchum wants to make a deal Curry says take the deal To Henry Curry and the boy they walk Wait let's see here Pretty much if they give Curry up The boy and Henry can walk Out of there And they won't get hurt Henry says before uh, this turns into Some kind of Begret, or what does he say? Before this turns into some time of progress, why don't we uh, settle this man to man, knuckle and skull? Oh. Kershaw, or Kershaw. Catchem catch says no. I wrote Kershaw down there for some reason. Knuckle and skull <laughs> is such a fucking awesome phrase. <laughs> it might be our new phrase, guys. Use it the next time you're going to get into a fight with like a 
uh, hipster bartender that's got a handlebar mustache mm-hmm. or something. Do you want to go knuckle and skull? He'll he'll at least respect your vernacular. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, dude, I love old Henry. All right. Um, Ketchum says no to this. Stillwell, or Stillwell comes with uh, comes in with Uncle Al. This is where he's uh, got a noose on him, carrying him, or he's walking on the connected to a horse. They bring him down. Well, Henry fucking freaks out about this, goes and gets his gun, starts loading them, tells Wyatt to go hide, don't go outside, don't go by the windows. Uh, Ketchum wants to know Henry's Why story. Why build your house without windows? I mean, <laughs> flawless. There's a, there's a lot of trouble with these window panes, guys, because I think about... That's why they're called window, window panes? Well, I, I, they're a they pain cause because... Troubles? I think a hundred of them get shot out, but I don't think there's a hundred there. <laughs> Plus it's fucking cold and they're cheap. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Dan, windows are expensive. Yeah, it's a three-week ride to go to the nearest glass store. Mm-hmm. You know how long that's going to take me to blow? 80 panels? It's cheaper to just buy one big panel and cut, cut it at home. Yeah. Henry goes outside. Uh, Ketchum wants to know Henry's story. He says Al wouldn't tell him shit. Uh, he admits, Ketchum admits that he's not a sheriff. Said Henry's name sticks out to him like a thorn. And he asked Henry where he's from. He said, every place on this earth but this. Catch him calls, uh, last chance. Al for Curry. Everything's good. Henry says, leave my brother-in-law right where he is. Turn and ride your ass off my property. You do that and I'll let you live. Catch him laughs. Ask Al if uh, he has anything to add. Al says, kiss my ass, you long-winded son of a bitch. Kiss my ass, you long-winded son of a bitch. Cron, go for it. Try it. No, Bones already did a better one. No, you gotta go. You can amaze us. I'm not gonna be able to top that. Kiss my ass. It's not gonna sound like that, but come on. I think that's what it sounds like. That's what you sound like right now. Because you won't do it. Kiss my ass. <laughs> that sounds good. You long-winded son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Ready? On three, everybody. My Kiss ass. my ass, you long-sounded bitch. <laughs> Did we all slow down to try to catch each try, other? We got to try it again. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Ketchum says, uh, last chance, Al. And we kind of get a, a pan, a close-up here on uh, Al's face. And he says, you have no idea the hailstorm you're fixing to let loose. Um, things tense what? up here. Everybody's kind of pointing their gun. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Go Who? back. What, Who's what's Henry? Going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
Everybody shut up a second. Let this guy finish. I, I was just trying to jump to the reveal of of this film. Oh, no. Oh, I thought you were doing one of the gun who was, like, now nervous. Wait, who is this guy? Who'd you hire us to kill? That was one of my thoughts, too. Like I only put two bullets in my gun. I didn't think this would be a thing. Yeah, was, you told me we'd be done real quick. It's 1906. You could just go into town and be like, hey, guys, come and help me kill this dude. And they're like, all right. <laughs> I ain't got shit going on. Well, I mean, when you when you tie healthcare to employment, <laughs> it's going to cost you a sawbuck. You're going to be desperate. It's going to cost you yeah, a sawbuck, mister. But, I mean, really, that's this sequence right here is why you hire somebody like Trace Atkins, right? Yeah. Like somebody I mean, with that gravitas to, you know. Those two lines are. Yeah. Like that's his bread and butter. You ain't got no idea what kind of big badass this guy is. Can we clean this up a little bit? <clears throat> you know. Trace Atkins worked how? Half a day? Nah, it's probably more. Maybe maybe one day. I bet he was there for a, a few week. days. Mm-hmm. He's all bloodied to hell, which doesn't help his look at all either. This looks even more weird. All right, so we got a hellstorm coming, gentlemen. Uh, things tense up. Everybody's kind of pointing guns. Ketchum says, uh, chill out. I'm just getting out my wood carving here um, to distract everybody. And this is, uh, he he pulls it up in the air, and it's like a bird, I guess, a robin or some shit. A robin? I don't know if I, do, do we want to do birds? What? Oh, you just said Robin, and I perked up. Robin, Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Or oh, we're taking turn. You mean no? I was just perking up. Never mind. Obviously, it's lost. All right, what are we doing? We're doing birds. Okay. And do you birds. Said, all right, you said you started with Cardinal, Eagle, Oriole, Seagull, Falcon, Buzzard. Ooh, blue jay. Vulture. Uh, uh, owl. Bluebird. Swallow. Titmouse. Ostrich. Penguin. Flamingo. Is it me? Yeah, yeah. I said flamingo. Oh, I thought it was bones. Chicken. Turkey. It was bones. <laughs> Turkey. Rooster. Duck. Sparrow. Dove. Did I say Blue Jay already? Yep. Mm-hmm. Did I? Fuck. Go back on that. I didn't lose. <laughs> Goose. <laughs> nice. 
nice. Uh, albatross. Pheasant. Pigeon. Hawk. Did we already say hawk? I said falcon. No. That's it. Counts. Crow. Oh, nice. Uh, dodo. Sixteenth, dude. <laughs> Still counts as a bird. Parrot it was a bird. Uh, raven. Ooh, blue-footed booby. Toucan. <laughs> uh. Bird of Paradise. Uh-huh. Parrot. I said parrot. Did we? I did. Yeah. Oh fuck! I've lost twice now. All right. Point all your birds questions to Bones. Good game, Kron. Guess we did. <laughs> That's one quiz we won't have on a rewind. At least we didn't lose, dude. <laughs> But you didn't win. Oh, we both won. You tied. You tied. Macaw. Whoever Although wins, Kron, Dan loses. Kron, Kron won the last uh, tiebreaker. tiebreaker. That's right. He did. He has Macaw. won. <laughs> Peacock. Magpie. Shit. <laughs> Shit. All right, All let right. the hailstorm come, man. <laughs> he shows this wood carving up. It's a fucking bird. Uh, all he does with this is he just distracts so he can shoot Al right in the fucking head and kills Al. Poor Trace Atkins. Uh, Wyatt comes through the front door after he sees Al being shot, and he's not Santa for this. He starts fucking shooting. All hell breaks loose, gentlemen. Uh, they take cover in the house. Ketchum calls off all the guns, starts to qu- or questions curry or, or he says it's even since he doesn't see Duggan or he hasn't seen Duggan he said so uh, since Al's dead and you killed my guy let's call it even uh, Henry decides he's sick of this shit he tells Wyatt to keep his head down this is the uh, the same quote that uh, Curry whenever he's having his Billy the Kid flashbacks here he said that Billy the Kid told Curry to keep his head down and you'll be all right. Uh, Henry here tells Wyatt to keep his head down, and that just triggers Curry's memory, and then he starts to put this together, listeners. What? <laughs> uh, yes, we got a big reveal coming. Um. So this triggers his memories. We go back to the Billy the Kid flashback with Curry. He says, keep your head down. Oh, my God, guys. Old Henry is actually Billy the Kid. Oh, shit. (laughs) Did you guys see this coming? No. No. I didn't. It got me. The thing is, I watched all the way up to this point that night that I was doing plot, which was the first night that I watched it. And I got like 30 seconds before this. And I like the kid woke up 
and I had to go feed him. And I was like, I'm going to bed after that. I'm not doing it. So I waited all the way to the next morning. And when I hit play the next morning, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, God, that was like 30 seconds. So thought that was pretty funny. I didn't see it coming, guys. I really didn't. I was like, oh, shit. All right. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something with them coming into the house or maybe they were going to set the house on fire and he was going to have some triggering thing about that. Okay. Yeah. It's like, that's what I was thinking for. Like I I wasn't putting. Yeah. I I think I would have. I think I would have got it if the movie was called old Billy. Mm hmm. Or Henry the Old. Yeah. All right. So we have this big reveal. Diablo, uh, spoiler there, guys. We already said it. Yeah. We'll tell you after (laughs) we gave it away. That's what we do on Five Day Rentals. Uh, Henry goes in. He starts loading up on ammo with this old box that uh, Wyatt found earlier. Uh, This is where the tropey... I wish he didn't... Potsy didn't do that where clippings fall out and it gives us a direct shot of billy the fuck i didn't you have to come on i I don't know you have to could have had so one thing i was like god damn it man like you didn't need that we already you got it i don't know you you didn't need it though you would have been perfectly fine if you didn't have that shot in there Right, I was still, I was still sitting there like, what? Who is he? Fucking Billy, huh? No, this guy is named Henry, so it's not adding Start up. Start the movie over. Obviously, I missed something. Yeah. Did I get the wrong movie, Dan? What was that movie called? <laughs> All right, so the clips start flying over, and like I said, we get to uh, some newspaper clippings that actually has the wanted poster, the famous wanted poster for Billy the Kid. Uh, Curry goes. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just realizing now. I watched Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And- <laughs> You've looked mighty confused this whole time. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> All right, Curry goes through his flashbacks again. Two shots. Um, Billy the Kid spoke Spanish. Uh, so it, these are all points that he had made when he was telling Henry the Billy the Kid story there. So it all clears to click. Henry is Billy the Kid. Uh, Pat Garrett helped you escape. He didn't. Uh, you didn't get shot that night. Uh, so Henry puts his hat on. You get some cool footage of that. Uh, Wyatt asks. He's still com- fucking confused. Like, who is he? What's going on? Um, that's where we get the shot of the old wanted poster. So we cut to Henry. He goes out onto the front porch, raises up his hands. Uh, Ketchum says, good move. Uh, Henry tells uh, Stillwell in Spanish that it's, or he's telling the guys to relax, and he says it's too late for that. And Henry, straight, or Henry uses this to distract Ketchum, and... Uh, Henry just straight up shoots Ketchum in the fucking shoulder right off his horse. And then he just starts mowing down these. I think he kills two others as he goes across the porch and then jumps through one of the bedroom windows to take uh, cover. Naturally here, Curry gets shot again. I thought that was cool as hell. 
Yeah, yeah it was he pretty jumped badass. it back into the window. Yeah. He had uh, a he had a subtle little uh gun flip there too. He like shot off two or three rounds and kind of flipped the gun and then started to you know, fire by pulling the hammer. I thought it was kind of cool. It was like, you know, real subtle sort of gunplay. I like the way he moved on the porch, just like mm-hmm. so. It's good. It's like riding actually, a bike. Is that actually Tim Blake Nelson doing the Spanish? The audio sounded like it was different. I, I don't know. I did not get that note. I, I think it was. I think he was not able to keep the old Henry affectation and speak Spanish. Yeah, I think he was. Cl- it was closer sense. of the original actor speaking Spanish. So Henry jumps through this bedroom window. He starts to reload. The goons, they start pouring in here, sneaking around the house. Uh, Henry tells Wyatt to stay inside. He grabs a knife. He goes outside, hides uh, along the house, stabs the shit out of this goon, and starts to move along the house as well. So Again. dope. So dope. It was just, it's quick, too. Like, holy like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he moves along again, grabs a hatchet. Uh, he kills the shit out of another guy with the hatchet, then shoots him in the head to finish him off. Uh, Stillwell hears all this going, so he decides to send one, him and another guy around. Uh, he starts to see the dead dudes piling up. You guys go over uh, there. I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> they go. He cuts to one guy coming around the corner, uh, the side of the house there. Uh, he gets blasted because Henry's under the house, and Henry just knocks him out that way. Uh, Steelwell moves back to the front of the house because he hears all this going on. And we already know that Henry's a quick-ass dude. And he comes right out from behind a horse uh, and gets that pistol right on uh, old Steelwell there. Uh, they start talking in Spanish. Steelwell wants to make a deal with them. Like, hey, just let me go and you can keep the money and all that. Uh, Henry tells him to take his guns off. Well, Stillwell tries to hold a knife, to sneak a knife, uh, and he's going to attempt to throw it at Henry, but uh, Henry is uh, on cue and shoots it right out of his fucking hand. And then uh, he shoots Stillwell right in the fucking eye. So that's the end of him. Henry kind of looks around after this and starts assessing the situation and notices that Ketchum is missing, and then all of a sudden some shots fire out towards him. Ketchum has snuck over on the other side, and we got a good old-fashioned shootout, boys. Uh, so they start shooting at each other. They kind of trek through the farm house, the outside of it, and uh, Henry gets shot in the shoulder, kind of rolls down a hill. He so, should have run a zigzag, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls down this hill, and uh, he decides he's going to take this fight to the woods. So they're shooting each other along the way. He hits Ketchum probably twice as they go into the woods. And I think Henry gets hit another time as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get into some thicker woods, so we got a good uh, hiding behind trees and shooting at each other. Which, uh, I thought this was a pretty good shootout. I mean... There's kind yeah, of a, a western. There's kind of a funny part where Ketchum like repositions, but the tree that he chooses is way too like skinny for him. 
So he's kind of just like. So he moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just kind of, he gets stuck basically, you know, like he can't go either direction and he's just kind of behind this real skinny tree. Is that where he, when he gets him in the leg? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Henry does finally get, catch him in the leg and he goes down uh, and he kind of rushes in on him. Uh, Henry gets hit in the shoulder as well. kind of looks like he almost gets hit in the face, but I think it's in his shoulder. Uh, he hits Ketchum, I, I think, another time in the chest again. Uh, he said he gets hit in the shoulder. This is when Ketchum runs out of ammo. Uh, we get a great shot here of Henry rolling up. He cocks and puts an end to Ketchum and then kind of lifts his gun up as he fired. Turns around and walks off. We cut to Henry. He goes back to the farmhouse. Dorf we played got, a great, like, I'm beat to shit. I'm in pain. Oh, uh, yeah, when he get finally falls over towards the end, he looked he looked real fucked up. I liked it. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, naturally... Henry, being the great guy that he is, goes in to help Curry. Curry is just so freaked out that this is Billy the Kid. He starts asking questions about how he hid out this long, this long, and all that shit. Uh, Henry rips off a piece of uh, Curry's shirt there to dress one of his wounds, and he sees Ketchum's gang branded there on his arm. Uh, Curry lifts up and shoots Henry in the side. Henry steps back and lays up against the wall. Curry goes into some of the stories about how he was a sheriff, but they joined in with Ketchum uh, a few months back. Uh, they did a few jobs with him, but Ketchum was going to kill him. So they tried to uh, beat him to the punch, steal some of the money from the last job. And this is uh, where he apologizes that he ended up there with, uh, with Henry, brought all that to him. I'm beyond your apology. Yeah. I'm bleeding uh, out of my fucking bedroom, dude. Keep gonna it. die in this farmhouse. <laughs> Keep it. Uh, Curry says that Henry was good to him back then, and uh, he's talking about the his whenever he met Billy the Kid. And Henry says, I don't even remember you. Curry says, you wouldn't. I was just a ranch hand. There we go. That's what the word we're looking for. Um, Ky- but Kyle and I knew what the word was. We were just letting you... Yeah, dude. Strug- struggle? Thank- yeah. Thanks, guys. I think you were looking for a stable butler or whatever the hell you were saying. Stable whore? Mm-hmm. Stable bitch? What, um, what's the word? Livery? Livery? Which is like stables and shit? Any- they changed the name now? We're pro-jockey, anti-horse. I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going off of Red Dead Redemption. I've only ever oh. seen it. Only ever seen it written. <laughs> Short for a livery, livery stable. Hey, you're not supposed to make fun of people for mispronouncing words because it means they learned it by reading their grandma's sure. Bible. If only to get the cash. I never read. I just took it to buy Airheads. Um. Do you ever? Uh, just like you do the, where you grab one side of the airhead thing. And stretch you just, it out. 
no, no, no. Like while it's still in the package, you just grab oh. one side, one edge of it, and you kind of whip it back and forth, you know, like you're packing a chaw. <laughs> and it, it moves all of the airhead down to one side into like a little ball. And then you put that in your mouth and you just suck on it. I don't think I ever did this. And I right. think I need to send a package of 12 to. I to will do. House. I will do a live presentation on the Zoom. <laughs> on I mean, your to, unboxing on is very to, popular. So how now to pack we need to an airhead. <laughs> I mean, how many airheads were you eating to figure this out? Dude. Airheads were like fucking currency, dude. Yeah, at one point, dude. I feel like in my whole life, mystery white. I feel like in my whole life, I've had like twelve airheads. I mean, that's not a life, dude. Where are you even finding them? (laughs) It's a fucking grocery store, dude. You got Publix? You got a Kroger? Nah. Get on that, Cron, dude. Like, you know, out of after a baseball game. You know, like you little, buy them at lunch, bro. Little league baseball game, yeah. Lunch at school. If you get a white one, everyone's like, "Oh shit, dude!" Yeah, because they'd always be like twenty-five cents or fifty cents. Mm-hmm. You know, that was lunch sometimes. Just a airhead. Yeah, two or three. I don't know. Sugar rush let's, it up, bro. See if I can find some for the next. I guess uh, I was more showers. of a, I guess I was more of a cosmic brownie guy. <laughs> oh, I'm, dude, I'm all about a cosmic brownie. Nobody's talking shit about cosmic brownies, mm-hmm. Cron. Relax. Zebra cakes. Oh, I'm a zebra cakes guy. I love those zebra cakes. Love them. I'm Al Pacino, and I love zebra cakes. What about the the Christmas tree cake? Would you get that seasonally? Francis gets them every year, so. As a gift? No, she'll just buy them when they're finally at the store again. Okay. Actually, uh, for my kid's birthday, the lady across the street, she bought, she always gets them for her kids, and she bought uh, the kid a package for her. She's like, since you always take ours. I'm like, all right, that works. Sounds like a dig. Sounds like a little bit of a dig. (laughs) I was going to say that, too. Hey, we still got a box of Cosmic Brownies. You know, I can't be too upset. You know, uh, did you guys see the clip of uh, Elmo and The Rock? Like the no. little, like Elmo's reaction to The Rock. It kind of went viral. In the hell in the cell? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was just I thought, thinking to myself. I thought, like, was, I, I thought that was King of the Ring. Yeah. I was like, fuck. No, not Dwayne the, uh, the Rock Johnson. Like. There's a clip of Elmo and like a literal rock, like stone little rock thing that went viral. And then SNL did a little thing about it and people got all pissed. Like, hey, SNL, write actual jokes. Don't just steal. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But anyway, I was reminded of this time that we, my mom knew this lady that lived across the street from us. I think my sister and her daughter played together, but they didn't really like each other. And this woman, this was at the height of Tickle Me Elmo, where you couldn't just get one. You had to, like, you know, suck, suck a do a lottery. Off. Yeah, do whatever. And this woman managed to get two and then gave one to my mom. And my mom was like, well, that's sweet. That's real nice. And then, like, a week later, my sister comes home from school, and she's like, 
yeah, so-and-so's daughter said that you owe so-and-so money. And it became like this whole thing. And it was like, well, we'll just give her the Tickle Me Elmo back because like, we didn't really want one. And it wasn't like, we thought it was a gift. We didn't know that it was like a purchase thing. And I remember being like 12 or 13 years old just watching these women bitch over a Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle and me who, Elmo. Who, old, who owed who money. So, Did you? Did your mom end up paying? I think so, because I think she still had it. And then 10 years later, my dad and another guy, they had the same exact problem over a a Billy Bass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I had a fight off a full-grown man with my pops for uh, the Princess Diana beanie baby. It's terrible. Still can't see right. All right, Curry says uh, that he was just a ranch hand. He wouldn't remember me. He said, but I'm the guy who's going to kill Billy the Kid. Uh, we cut to Wyatt. He's shotgun blast Curry right from the side room there. Should have seen him in his peripheral vision, I think. Yeah, he's Curry's been shot like seven times through windows from dudes outside five miles away. Well, Wyatt can only be spotted through windows. Not <laughs> I guess that's true. Do- doorways, He's he blends right in. <laughs> Wyatt uh, blasts Curry tries to save Paul uh, Henry says it's a miracle I made it this far uh, says there's our, our says there are things that come out about him says, says there are things that will come out Suez. about him after this but most of them aren't true <clears throat> he said I don't even know who or what I was anymore I don't believe in redemption, but a man can find some solace if he got if he's got a boy like you to raise. The world is a changing. You go see it. It's a place I don't belong no more. I'm hoping you do. Henry dies. Uh, we cut to Wyatt. He brings up the stones uh, to Henry's grave. He's buried him next to his mom. Uh, we cut to Wyatt. He's all packed up there with the two horses. And uh, he trots off in to go see the world, gentlemen, and shoot out our end credits. That is old Henry from 2021. You think there's anything to the beginning of the movie? Henry is digging, pulling out rocks. At the end of the movie, Wyatt is using these rocks to bury Henry. I don't know. I thought that was yeah, like a cool, that. like, you know. He's at least got to be happy. He's at least got to be happy that they dug those rocks out of there and he didn't have to do it himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, Jesus, thank God. He still had to carry him, though. Still wish we had a tractor. <laughs> he can afford one now, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, gentlemen, that was old Henry from 2021. Uh, final thoughts, uh, or did we want some research? Also, the closing song, I looked this up, was just by Montgomery, of Montgomery Gentry fame. So not even it's not, Gentry. It's not with Gentry, it's just Montgomery. So, And I couldn't remember, I was like, is Gentry the one that got all busted and canceled? Because he was like shooting bears in cages. Jesus. I have no idea. I don't have any idea about that. Dan, did you go to us to that free Montgomery Gentry concert 
No, I did not. Okay. It might have been your wife. I don't know. She might have. Yeah. I guess I just assumed they would have got Trace Atkins to do a song since he's in this movie. I thought the same thing. That's why I looked it up, because I thought that doesn't sound like Trace Atkins. Because there was, he didn't say badonkadonk once in the song, so I was like, this is confusing me. <laughs> Are you referring to the honky tonk badonkadonk? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Trace, how was, um, how was it working with Potsy and, uh, just a caliber of performance by Tim Blake Nelson there? Did you feel, uh, you know, did you feel like you really had a, Step your game up. Uh. Potsy doesn't look like he sounds. When he emailed me, I I imagine like a John Travolta looking guy, you know. I think he uh, he actually lives in the same same city as Cron Howard. There, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mister Atkins, did you provide your own wardrobe? Were those your <laughs> Overall, you'll have to forgive me. I wasn't prepared uh, for this interview. Um, it's a, simple, it's a really response. simple question. Um, yeah, those were my my digging overalls. Now I did make a joke that they weren't, but I was embarrassed. <laughs> I understand. I got church overalls, hunting overalls, and digging overalls, mm-hmm. and that's what I He's, brought. You seem like a guy that wouldn't take. A man seriously if his name was Potsy. Nah, he's a real dude. It's real weird to me that these indie filmmakers are the ones making westerns now. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I was trying to make that point at the beginning of this podcast. I think it's probably the the apex of the contrarian movement now with the Whoa. Uh, got these comic book IPs and other things. So this is going to push independent filmmakers and, you know, other creators to maybe push the avenues that they were raised upon. Do you still get a royalty check for honkadonk badonkadonk? Oh, hell yeah, brother. That's my number one Apple and Spotify. Uh, I don't know what you say. What's the fancy word? Play? Google? Yeah. It's also huge in Turkey. How you, how so you, are we? Oh yeah, we should tour together, yeah. dude. Yeah, we'll open, say some fucking dick and fart jokes, and you can come in with Chrome. All right, that's enough of this interview. I'm gonna go bird hunting. All right, Trace. Uh, hey, man. Yeah, I just dip out in the great middle job. Of it's it's cool. We won't come back to get you and shoot you in the head. Yeah, I'd hate to be long winded. So nah, those are assholes always. Thanks for uh, having me. No problem, buddy. We'll call you back uh, if we do get another uh, fine country. country yeah. uh, All right, brother. Here. It's an okay show. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks, sir. Uh, listeners, Trace Atkins, only Oof. here on the Five Day Reynolds Podcast. Whew. Gentlemen, um, anything to add here before we do some little research no. for uh, old Henry? Give it to me, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this was released October 1st of 2021. Uh, 42,000 is the box office. That's 42,000, I said. 
Uh, not a ton of information on this movie because it's pretty fucking new. And apparently nobody saw it. Budget. So, yeah. yeah. It's a shame, I think. Well, they got uh, 12 more dollars from us, so. Yeah. But guys, I needed a little more. So, Billy the Kid was born in New York, New York in 1859. He died July 14th of 1881 in Fort Sumpner, New Mexico. Oh, that's what they want you to believe, dude. Mainstream media is reporting his death. Big sodium. Way to be a fucking (laughs) sheeple, Dan. Billy the Kid's real name that he was born with was Henry McCarty. So that's a true one there. Also known as William H. Bonney, uh, Curry does mention this whenever the, he realizes it's Bonney uh, that he is Billy the Kid. Also went by Henry uh, Antrim, which was his uh, mother's maiden name, I believe, and Kid Antrim. Uh, he killed eight men, shot and killed at the age of 21. He was orphaned when he was 15. Um over time, legends have grown that uh, Pat McCarthy, McCarty, uh, did not kill Billy the Kid and helped him escape. This is kind of where this comes from. I thought it was Pat Garrett. Or Pat Garrett, sorry. Helped McCarty escape. I was reading him faster than I'm talking. Uh, a number of men have claimed to be Billy the Kid. Uh, I think they have over 50 cases where people are admitting that they are Billy the Kid. Two cases remain topics of interest, but they have since been proven by family that, no, they wouldn't be Billy the Kid. Uh, in 20, or 2004, researchers did want to exhume uh, his mother, Catherine Antrim McCarty, for DNA. Because I guess they have a plank from a blood stain that's supposedly from where he was shot. That is Billy the Kid's blood. Yeah, they found his uh, blood and jizz-stained underwear. (laughs) Hey, let it go. Hey, hey, man. Let it go. It's been over 100 years. Let it go. We don't need (laughs) As of... We don't... Who cares? As of 2012, she remains buried. They have not exhumed her body. Hey, it's... uh, Do you think more... Go ahead. It's easier to... Ask forgiveness than permission, you know. <laughs> Just <laughs> dig her up and take what you yeah. want. It's not like his son or her son's going to come down and shoot you. But that's all I got, gentlemen. For uh, upon further research, is it time? Um, I think it's time for America's favorite game. Rate my box. It's my movie. I'm not going first. You two bicker over who's doing that. Uh, I'll go first. All right. Um, Dan, I'm giving you a four. Cron, I'm giving you a 3.5. I'm going to give you both a 3.5. This is a tough one. Kron, I'm going a 2.5 for you. I'm going Bones 
Gun Bones at 3.0. We're all over the place here. Fellers, this is a very good movie. This constitutes uh, riding the line of too good for the show. Dan, when you had to take a little break, uh, Kron and I even said, uh, you know, I didn't really have, like, joke notes. I, I, like, wrote down quotes and, like, legit watched the movie and, like, wanted to assess, like, man, I'm going to talk about this. Like, I feel like this has been the most, like, actual movie discussion in theory of any episode that we've done so far. Um, held up on the rewatch. Great performance. Um, another aspect of the filmmaking I'd like to point out is the very naturalistic cinematography. I thought it looked great. It moved great. Nothing felt yep. like pompous. Like, we're going to do this awesome, cool. And they held shots when they needed to. They were slow when they needed to be. Action looked good. This is a 4.0. Ooh. Uh, <clears throat> I do think this movie looks really good. Um, I guess with it being, so, I mean, with it being so new, it's kind of like, I don't know how much I would come back to this movie is really my thing. Like, I think it was a cool one-time watch. I do kind of wish that I had seen it in a theater. Um, but I just don't know, you know, it's kind of like once you know the thing, <laughs> um, is there a lot of rewatch value here? And I guess to me, um, I kind of landed at a three on this. Like, I could see going up in the future, maybe. Um, but as for now, it's kind of like, I think it's a good movie. It's just kind of, um, I don't know if there's a big draw to revisit it, for me at least. So that's kind of where I am. All right, guys. Um I had this at probably a 2.5 when I plotted it. Uh, I went into this like good old Western shoot 'em up. We're not gonna, but there turned out to be a lot more talking than what I thought. And second time around, I actually got to sit down and watch the movie through. And guys, it works. I think it just there's like I said, there's a few tropey things that I think they could have got rid of. I don't know. Like the Billy the Kid poster. I was like, we don't we don't need that. But that uh, goes into the discussion of uh, independent movie makers making westerns nowadays, which I, I think is a good thing, I guess. Kron, no? I mean, I get I, I like that people are still making westerns. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of... Um like if I had to put this movie up against Tombstone, I'd rather watch Tombstone. <laughs> yeah. Well, so duh. I wish that a studio would make a western again. I don't hate Do you, that indie people are making them. I just want to see a bigger version of it. I wonder if sorry to cut in here, but you know, before Westerns were these sort of cheaper things to make, right? And then it became a thing that they became popular 
and then they could just tell however many stories just recycled on these settings, right? They could reuse sets and blah, blah, blah. They could use spec scripts from other shit and stretch them out and make it into a movie or throw a bunch of shit out and it could become an episode of Gunsmoke or whatever the fuck, right? Um, I wonder now if we're going to be seeing that because life is so easy in these weird, like, we have cars and technology and we talk to each other all the fucking time that now hipster people are longing for, I just want to farm and be by myself and, like, be meditative. So we're going to long for that aspect of it. And then in those, we can tell these sort of father-son stories or whatever. And if you can get it right by adding the cool elements of, like, well, we got to have some sort of shootout. You got to have some sort of whatever. It's allowed because it's a Western. And that was a thing, too, when I watched it. I was like, I, I think I needed, like, one more shootout or something along those lines. And I think on the second watch, I was like, no, I think this is just the right amount for especially a Billy the Kid story where we have so little information the dude died when he was 21 years old you don't have a lot there so i thought the source material stretching it out to do that was just a a good thing and and i came up with a 3.5 i mean it might it might go up i like i said the more the more i think about it the more i might want to jump it up in a rewind i don't know but as of right now it's a 3.5 for me I definitely uh, enjoyed it more than uh, what I thought I was going to. And it's my own pick, shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dudes. Um, Old Henry would have an average rating from us of 3.5. That would... And the... Sorry, Kron. The letterbox user review at the time of this review was a 3.6. It would land at number 12 on the big list, be right above Slumber Party Massacre, and it would actually be tied with Demons 2 at I want to hear well, Dan's I, <laughs> choice first. You guys can go ahead. I'm going to need a second. Damn it. Cron, would you like to go for the sake of it be- sure. being between Dan's? I'll go. I'll go right Okay. Now. I'm going to go with Old Henry because it's wow. more thought out. Shocking. Demons 2 is is Demons 2. It's fucking demons in a fucking... Where were they? I don't even remember. Uh, well, it's an Italian yeah, movie. Gym, in, apartment complex. They're in a German yeah, they're apartment. In Italy, Germany, yeah. dude. Yeah. They're in Italy. Right there on the border. But I'll go with Old Henry. It just has more... There's a lot more creativity involved in just demons fucking people up in an apartment complex. There you go. I love you, demons, too. Don't get me wrong. 
for the sake of drama, I'm going to go with Demons 2. <laughs> Bones, it all falls on your shoulders. I, I would be Old Henry. Bones rocking a 4.0 on the old hand. Now, it bumping that, does it technically tie with Raising Kane and Dead Heat? Oh, uh, it would tie with those films, but we also said if you bump it up into that, then you're still right. like, at the okay. bottom of that, that was list. Gonna be, that was going to be, be here all night. Because yeah. I think there's no way we'd get... I don't know. I, I, that would be tough. Yeah, we would just end up doing this for hours. So, <laughs> yeah, because that would be it's up. Yeah, it's so it has a three point five one now. So it's right there with unhinged raising cane and dead heat. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Kron, our rate my letter boxed points. Dan got a point five. I got a one. And you got a combination of those with a one point five. Good job. All right. I would have three points. Bones would have three points. Dan would have two points. Well, all right. Thanks, Dan. There you go, folks. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie, obviously. Thanks for picking it. No problem, man. Thanks for the high ratings. I knew I would have bones on my side. Kron was a wild card here. It was good. Thought maybe he thought it was too boring. I liked it. But uh as we've learned you can't bury the past with old henry here from 2021 directed by Patsy parsonoli uh check it out rent it it's worth the 3.99 i'd say um as for all of us here at the five day rentals podcast thanks for listening uh we're gonna come right back at you with our after shower show Cron Howard's going to introduce our next film, the third and final one for our category of My Face on the $1 Bill. We covered uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot last or last week. We did Old Henry this week, and coming up, Cron's Reveal. As always, um, what was it? Skull and Knuckle? Knuckle and Skull. Mm-hmm. Crack your crest. Buddies forever.
from way back. All right, welcome back, everybody. That was Old Henry from 2021. Uh, so we've got this category, My Face, on the $1 bill. The first selection we had was Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, which was, I guess I would call it like a Dark Horse classic. It's not quite in the upper tier, but, you know, you could make an argument for it. Right. Uh, and then Dan gave us a slow burn Western. And I think I think both of you guys were aiming high with your picks, you know? You were you were picking As always, you should. Honest to God, good movies. And I think the purpose of me on this podcast is to remind you, my co hosts, and the listeners at home. That not every movie is a good movie. Fucking shit. Which is why for our third and final selection in my face on the $1 bill, we're going to be watching a movie called Gone with the Pope. Uh, If you look this movie up, you will see that it's from the year 2010, which is correct. However, this movie was shot and partially edited in 1976. It was stored away in someone's garage and then rediscovered. Uh, This is the brainchild of Duke Mitchell, who is the writer, director, producer, and star of this film. It's going to be a wild ride. Uh, The way this ties into the category is a bunch of gangsters basically decide to kidnap the Pope and hold him ransom until every Catholic in the world pays them 50 cents. This movie is equal parts confusing and offensive. It's going to be a good time. Do you guys know about this film? I've heard about this. I have not. It's reminded me of like New York Ninja, that one that just came out or whatever that they they found the footage and edited. So, yeah, it's got a lot of that feel. Um, I think Duke Mitchell was like a lounge act performer. He was called like the King of Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> Cron, is this streaming anywhere? Oh, this is streaming. This is available on the best streaming service, Tubi. Uh, It also says it's on Plex and on the Roku channel in HD. Uh, Also a bonus, this movie clocks in at a whopping 83 minutes, so... Which will mean we'll have a four-hour podcast. Why not? Who knows? But I think this one, uh, you know, this brings a much different feel than the first two movies. So mm-hmm. I was going to say, this is this was going to be one of our best categories. 
but he, still might. We never know. He could also look at it as like I shouldn't compete. You know, like like you were saying, like if t- the two guys before you were really trying, you could probably go like, Haha, I picked a bad one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's time to bring uh, bring this podcast back down a bit. <laughs> yeah, you can't enjoy the good stuff without the brain and nothing but trouble every once in a while. So mm-hmm. those are both my picks. Oh, sorry. Uh, MXP and deep rising. About- <laughs> well, badass man. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So, uh, come back next week when we'll be talking about gone with the Pope. Uh, until then crash and burn crash and burn. Buddies forever. <laughs>